You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. This is Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H. And you can get Locked On Hornets on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. And when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked On Hornets. Have a couple of segments planned out today. Don't have one for the last segment. First segment. I interviewed Jeremy Wu of Sports Illustrated earlier today. Woo, woo, woo. Talking about where the Charlotte Hornets, where they could go. Who would they select with that 12th overall selection? Who would they select? Also, Miles Bridges has a tweet. Pretty damn self-deprecating. Probably uncalled for. We'll get to that, as well as the all-rookie votes that everybody got. And third segment, I have no clue what we're going to do. We're pro- I think we're in the process of looking at headlines right now when Doug's trying to decide a couple of headlines that he might want to talk about. Oh, I'm deep into the headline game right now. I'm using my favorite aggregator site of choice, newsnow.co.uk. You should check it out because it's a really clean way to get some NBA news and then you can select the Hornets and you can get some breakdown of all of the things that Swarm and Sting have been writing lately. And that's basically all it is. And I've got some NBA headlines here for you if you'd like me to run some of them down. And you can basically pick something. Because, listen, I've always said that this show is at its best when we are talking about things, not that the listeners care about, but that you, Walker Mail, Radio God, that you care about. Because when, <laughs> when you're interested, it's interesting. So I'm just going to read a couple of these headlines. If anything interests you, let me know, and I'll prep it for the third segment. Okay, right, are you please ready? Please do, yeah. Kevin Durant's manager delivers bad news about return day. Whoa. Mm. Um, okay, interesting, but I'll pass. Three reasons it doesn't matter who the Warriors face in the finals. Only down to two teams right now, so that's a very going <laughs> yeah, to be a simple write-out. Stephen A. Smith said LeBron's best shot at another title is with... Blank. <laughs> I have the team here, but I'll leave it blank. That's from mm, your that's right. from your website, ESPN.com. Okay. The trade that could move the Blazers forward in 2019 uh, that's 20. That's intriguing. That's, <laughs> I like that one. They just re- they're re-signing Stotts. They're ready to give this mm-hmm. thing another go. Okay. Yep. I'll click on that one. Okay. I'll prep this one. All right. So we'll talk about the Blazers' future in segment three. All right. And if that doesn't allow us to talk and make enough time out of that segment then you've got some other ones that maybe we can get to how about this one prada has announced it is going to stop using fur from 2020 which is a yeah that's a bold move to stop using fur that hasn't been mm-hmm. made yet yeah that is they're really ahead of the game right there prada is so jeremy Wu, like i said got to talk to him on the wake-up call earlier today and he has one player i specifically want to talk about somebody that we haven't discussed a whole lot on this podcast yet still about a month out so i haven't gotten to all the prospects we still need to do a couple of draft profiles hopefully we can get some more guests here in the next couple of weeks so we can cover all of our bases and look at exactly who could be in contention for the charlotte hornets and try to give the best evaluation possible jeremy Wu, a guy that covers really every single prospect out there and one a couple sound bites i think we got two or three on a couple prospects one on an existing player for the hornets let's talk about a guy that he thinks could be there for the charlotte hornets kevin porter was listed on his latest mock draft who could it be now i think in that part of the draft no porter has a good amount of upside 
teams are a little bit, you know, just there's some trepidation just in the, the background work and, you know, making sure this guy is, you know, going to be like mature and, you know, and, and taken seriously. And I think most people agree, you know, you're, you need to bring him into a team where you've got some type of, you know, culture established, uh, where you need to help, help him, you know, make that adjustment. But, um, you know, I think in that part of the draft, if you're in the late lottery, if you're, you know, after, anywhere after 10 or 11, I mean, you know, that's the guy who can, if you can get him, you know, in the right environment, he can deliver a huge return if you can get, uh, you know, get a lot. Six, five and a half, Kevin Porter is. Six, nine wingspan. Doug, I know that's a make or break measurement for you, so don't worry. Six, so not, nine is just fine for the size that he is. It's nice, even. It is nice. Yes, absolutely. I watched some things on him and things that I noticed about Kevin Porter. One, I like him overall. Big surprise. I know. It's it's weird. I yeah, you it. got a highlight fever. I want to hate on some of these guys. Like last last year I did not have the same type of feeling. I think we're really in a draft that it's been killed for being so weak constantly. It was killed for being weak throughout the college basketball season. And yet I look at some of these guys that could be there at 12 and overall I come away with a positive impression on most of them. You know, there are a couple guys like I'm not I told you this. I'm not very high on Romeo Langford. You know, Nas Little there are some he's done well in the pre-draft process, but just watching him play at North Carolina, I just that's not a guy that I would like to take at twelve. So Romeo Langford, Nas Little are a couple guys that come to mind that I don't like as much. A, a handful of guys that we've talked about most, though. Yeah, I I can't say that I dislike any of them. I, I'm a fan of Kevin Porter. If he was there, I would be really happy with that pick. Do you think that this is a situation sometimes where? You have a draft that really there are three players that are definitively going to have a big impact probably as soon as next season. And then from there, there's a huge gulf, you know, between RJ Barrett and whoever ends up at four, whether it's Darius Garland or Culver or whoever. And so then you go, well, that's a weak draft. Whereas if there were five or six of those type players, then you say it's a strong draft. But in reality, this is a sneaky good draft because it looks like from you know, four down to 12, 13, there could be some players that have long NBA careers. Yeah, I, I don't, I just evaluate some of these guys and I have a lot more positive impressions of them than I expected. And I'm with you on that. Like we can look, and I don't want to get too far into it. I want to talk about the rookies from last year as it pertains to Miles Bridges. I want to talk about that in the next segment. Hell, we need all the content we can get. We need to save some of it. But to your point, you look at the top five picks of last year's draft, they all were named to the all-rookie first team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not that bridge that you're talking about, and so there's five, and then even a Shea, a lot of people thought may have been snubbed from the first team. You know, that's a guy that could have been there as well. And then you have a Wendell Carter who just got hurt a whole lot, but a lot of people liked what he gave you. Like, there, there was a lot of good rookies last year. That was a good class. So I'm not saying it's going to be as strong as, next, as last year's class, but there are some guys that I like. I, I bet this might be – I always go back to the Kyrie Irving draft where you look back in that and it was Kyrie Irving number one overall and everybody else was saying, oh, it's going to be an awful draft. And I was among those people. But then you look back, I believe Clay Thompson was in that draft. I believe he was 11 there. Kawhi Leonard was in that draft. I believe he was 15. And so you know, those are two Hall of Famers that are drafted – 11th and 15th and I, I forget a couple of other guys maybe Kimba Walker was that one that was right Kimba Walker was number nine in that draft as well so Kimba Clay Kawhi Leonard I mean that's a good draft after it got destroyed at the time in 2011 
Yeah, so it's one of these drafts where we're going to call it weak, but then you evaluate it several years from now, and all of a sudden it's strong as opposed to a draft that looks strong right on its face, and you know, no more evaluation needed. Hey, I know you're excited about this Blazers topic that we picked out, <laughs> but I've got I've also got this headline if you'd like it. Man stole daughter's Girl Scout cookie money for erotic massage. Oh no, I don't want that story. That one that sounds like one we should stay away from. We don't need any more of that. Already had enough with the Robert Kraft thing we had to talk about. I don't want any more of that. I want to talk about Kevin Porter. We got sidetracked in this draft talk, which was good. I want to talk about Kevin Porter. Things I noticed, the reason I like him. I exceptional at finishing in traffic. And he's a lefty. But he's so creative with his right hand. So he's able, I, there's a game against Oregon where he brings it just with his right hand, doesn't have to guide it with his left hand at all, his dominant hand, and he swoops in traffic under defenders' arms and is able to just do a finger roll right off of the bucket. He has a couple of reverse layups that he's done going to his right hand. He dunks it simply just with his right hand. Tomahawk dunks too. He can finish with both hands very evenly, and I love that. For a guard like that, I think that's phenomenal. I think the crossover from his left to his right, it's extremely dangerous. It's probably the best crossover in the draft. It's it's amazing to watch what he's able to do. Left to right, step back. He loves that move as much as any. It's extremely quick. It's really tough to stay in front of. It's really stu- It's really tough to even get back. Like when he steps back, a lot of people compare it to James Harden. There's been a lot of James Harden comparisons, and it's extremely quick, man. Like I can see how people would draw that comparison. I think he handles it very well. I don't think that he gets out of control, and I think his upper body stays extremely controlled in the lane. Like you can see when he goes in there, he does just the right movement to get away from some of the defenders and he's able to lay it up and finish with contact. The problem with Kevin Porter, it seems like, is all of the maturity. You just heard it from Jeremy Wu there. He was suspended. He was a little inconsistent. Doug, I know we've talked about the character in the locker room, how much it doesn't matter for a lot of these different teams. You know, you don't want this well, guy to be... Well, if it's ever going to matter, well, then this would be the situation where it matters. Well, of course, right? I mean, you don't want him to be a complete knucklehead to where he just can't get right in the NBA. He did say... He said most people agree that... Kevin Porter is somebody that has to go to a locker room that is well-established. We've talked about the Charlotte Hornets having a good locker room. It seems like that is the number one. Like defense, I think he needs help with team defense, but a lot of these rookies, a lot of these freshmen, these younger players need help with that. I'm a fan, man. Like He's crazy athletic. Vertical was a little bit shorter than I would have hoped for. Like it's, It's just a max vert of 34 inches. I thought it would have been higher than that. But overall, like offensively, if you're looking for the guy with the most upside that you want to see become a true perimeter star that's going to be in that range, it's not Romeo Langford. I don't think it's a Nas Little. Guys that are have, that we've talked about the most, that's going to be there. I think Kevin Porter's your guy. Now, here's a question that I have. Which is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? <laughs> and is there a Girl Scout cookie that is on the same level as an erotic massage? <sighs> Thin mints are pretty good. I love thin mints. I, if I were to get, if I were to choose between a massage and a thin mint, well, tagalog, tagalong. <laughs> now the, the Easy. guy, <laughs> the guy that that stole the money, that was a tagalog. <laughs> a dosi, a dosi dough. <laughs> There's a couple that sound dirty. I almost kind of like the road that we wandered down, although I was scared of it initially. Before we take a break, let me tell you about Untuck It. Dads come in all kinds of shapes and sizes, and so should their shirts, like tall, short, slim, and relaxed. Ever wonder why your father's button-up looks so long and baggy at the end of the day? It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual, untucked look that isn't sloppy, 
That's where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits you just right, and their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA, to get 20% off. We'll take a quick break, come back with the Miles Tweet. It's the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. One of the shots is Godzilla just, of course, rising out of the sea, ready to fight all the other Godzilla monsters that are attacking Earth. And I was like, ah, oh, it's Frey Kaminsky. That's exactly what Frank did. He Ferocious. Just, where has he been? He just comes out of the ocean. You made that. That was, that was quite the sound. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Miles Bridges being hard on himself. Don't really know why. Don't know why he felt the need to destroy himself like that. But I don't think anybody was digging it. Miles Bridges, after the first team and the second team, all rookie teams were named yesterday. A couple of Hornets fans out there said that Miles Bridges got snubbed, not being named to either one of these teams. And I will admit, being as far down on the list as he was was a little surprising. So was he 18th? You, yeah, he was eight spots out of even getting into the second team. Eight spots out. And so a lot of people, and I completely agree with that. Like, I think could have been in consideration for second team. If he would have been there, if he somehow would have gotten all those votes, I wouldn't have had a problem with him being second team. little surprised that there wasn't as much consideration. But to be eight spots out, that's a lot. Anyways, Miles tweeted out after a couple people, I don't know if they tagged him. I don't know if he just saw some of some of the reactions to him not being there and being so far out. Miles Bridges said, quote, I didn't get snubbed. I played like ass all year. I don't deserve to be on any team. Next year will be different. Frank Kaminsky, one of the first guys to reply, by the way, just said language. That's all he had to say. Miles Bridges being hard on himself, Doug. What, what do you make of this comment? Just, I mean, but a lot of people were replying, hey, you're being too hard on yourself, but I like the attitude. That seems to be the number one opinion that everybody has of this. Do you share the same? Well, it's certainly self-depreciating, but you could also say it might be a little selfish to kind of get out there and Oh, say there's it. a take. Yeah. See, that's, that's why you listen to us, man. Well, we zig listen, when other people zag. Because I'm just tired. Keep of the, zigging. Listen, I, I've said this before. I don't like when people get on Twitter and say, uh, you know, have a, a hot take or whatever, and then say, don't at me. When it's clear, all you want is for people to pay attention to you and at you. Doug Branson, LOH, by the way. Like, how about instead of tweeting, you get in the gym? I don't know. That's L-O-H at the end of Branson. Doug Branson, LOH. Like, why do we have to get into the, the public forum and just declare that we're going to be better. How about just getting better? If you used to think it, it used to be Doug Branson NBA, it's not anymore. It's LOH now instead of NBA being at the end of that handle. Please at me. Miles Bridges, man, like it's somebody that had a really good year. If you were to put a grade on it, I mean it was it was a good year, right? Like if I, I thought it was It got better. Uh, I mean that's it that's, did. He that's developed the, at the end of the season. Yeah, that's the thing that you want to see in these rookies, especially on teams where they are not going to have a, a major role. They're going to have to find their way into the rotation. That's exactly what Miles Bridges did. He earned himself a starting position on a team that was still in contention for a playoff spot. It wasn't like he was just given a starting role for development's sake because this team was completely out of it. No, he earned it, and he, it was a rough start when he, when he first was starting. But by the end of the year, he was a big contributor, found a role as a corner three-point shooter, something that I didn't see coming. 
and uh, and played really well. So I think he's got a, a lot to uh, to look forward to in this next season when he gets more run. And I think that's the big thing. You look at that second all team. It's Shea, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander, Colin Sexton, Landry Shamit, Mitchell Robinson, and Kevin Herter was the last one. Yeah. So for in in the case of Herter, I mean Shamit was on a team that was contending, but in the case of Herter. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What were the other names? <laughs> Shea Gilgis was on a contender, so that makes sense. Colin Sexton, Landry Shamit, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson, Sexton, and Herter all got big time run for their teams, and so it's it's you know not to take anything away from them, they played well, but they you know if you have if no you, problem with that list, you really switch don't. out Miles Bridges. I don't either, but you switch out Miles Bridges for any of those three guys, and I think he he gets similar numbers. And is second team. Well, we've had this conversation before, right, about Malik Monk and if he was in Kevin Herter's situation, if he was a young player in that situation where Herter's in right now, is that a guy that would be a good player or enough of a player where we didn't have this type of evaluation of him? No, Malik Monk would be Devin Snooker. He probably would be Devin Snooker. Uh, one other Jeremy Wu sound, uh, one soundbite I didn't get to that I really did want to play because it ha- it is a different soundbite. I have been about Brandon Clark. I believe in him as a prospect. A lot of people don't. Uh, here's what Jeremy Wu had to say about his perception of Brandon Clark heading to the NBA. Who can it? Who can it be now? Brandon Clark, honestly, man, I think I think the hype has been a little bit, maybe not commensurate with the way I'm evaluating him personally. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who work on NBA the same way. If you're talking about him in the lottery... You know, that's a pick that has to be made with a lot of intent just because of how his age uh, and because of sort of the limitations with his game, right? I, I, know, I know the Hornets had just had him in this week. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm concerned about his shooting. Uh, I'm concerned about the, the lack of length. Um, you know, those, I think this is influenced a little bit. The, the game that I scouted him this year was at North Carolina on Chapel Hill. Uh, and I think he had like three rebounds in that game. And they did a really good job of just making him play in traffic. And he had a really hard time. So I think it might be that just I have sort of a different uh, stance just because that's sort of my lasting memory of him. But I do think that there are some yellow flags there in terms of what it, about his game is going to translate. So, yeah, a little weird. He only brings up the, the one game against North Carolina at the beginning of the season. I love it. And Right. It's, like, all, it, it's all it takes, baby. Well, <laughs> so, I, well, to be fair, it was one game that really, you know, that stood out in people's minds about Malik Monk, but it was on the good end when no. he torched Wait, those same heels. Something like that. 47 yeah. points from Malik Monk. And at the end... So it, works, the end, it works both ways. Sure. And, you know, you use it to however you want to. And I get it. At the end of the season, he had a string of games where he was getting like eight rebounds or more. But I understand there's a lot of limitations there for Brandon Clark and a lot of people dislike Brandon Clark for that well and it's I mean there are going to be guys with limitations that are able to overcome them but it's so difficult to tell you know the personality of a player that would be able to do that and that's what you're looking for from Miles Bridges you're looking for him to have that personality that that can say hey I don't want to look at what I did last season I don't want to I don't want to rest on my laurels I want to get better and if he has to self-depreciate himself to do that fine Right, and I also asked him about the big guys in this class compared to last year. Remember, the big guys at the beginning of the draft, at the very top end, it was uh, it was basically a big guys draft. DeAndre Ayton going very high. Mo Bamba, a guy that I really liked last season, goes sixth overall. 
uh, you have uh, a couple of other guys, I guess. I don't know if Wendell Carter counts as a big guy, but certainly kind of clo- close to fit that mold. Bagley was drafted second overall. It, you ask him about this draft class, at least in the big man category, it was certainly not as strong as last year's, but there's a lot of enticing guys. I mean, I don't know if Brandon Clark really counts, but certainly a Jackson Hayes counts, a Bull Bull counts, a Bruno Fernando out of Maryland. I know a lot of people like him. I, I kind of like him as well from what I've seen from him. Um, there's there's a couple of intriguing guys there. Again, you it, it kind of goes into my highlight fever. I hate that it's actual thing, but it just might be this season. Hey, hey, but before we get to this third segment, because I just know you, you, you want to talk – about the Portland Trail Blazers. We have a headline here, Portland Trail Blazers, the one trade they could make to basically contend in the Western Conference. Very interesting. But I got a couple of more headlines here that might knock you off, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, here, let's, let's try this one. Austrian official warns against cow kissing challenge for charity. How about this one? NYPD uses Woody Harrelson picture to nab lookalike beer thief. <laughs> I mean, yes, click on that one okay i'm gonna click on this one we'll do okay this is a good story and scary story honestly okay uh and uh, we'll get to those two on the other side of the break let's tease it all right sounds great make sure you listen to that one have you heard about grip six their goal is to literally make the best belt that's ever been made grip six is an easy thoughtful gift for dads brothers husbands uncles grandpas and even moms and wives ultra lightweight with no holes no flap and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist making the belt extremely comfortable grip six is the only belt with no holes no flap and no bulk Grip6 is a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash lock. That's Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. We'll get to all of the phenomenal stories that Doug has cooked up next on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. We need Mitch Kupchak to throw a party like Sam Presti. Can he party like Presti? And Russell Westbrook? <laughs> yeah, but who are you going to get to perform? Because remember, guys, they got Nas. I, they did get Nas. Man, who is Mitch Kupchak getting to that Nelly. party to perform? Can we get Nelly? No. Can Master we get, P! Yeah, I hate you right now. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right. Let's hear it. What star is going to go to Portland? How are we going to make this team a contender? All right, according to Dave Decker, and this is from the SB Nation blog. Oh, you know it's good. On the Portland Trailblazers, which is called, as I turn this music down, it is called, scroll up, Blazers Edge on SB Nation. Love it. Dave Decker says the Portland Trailblazers need to trade for Blake Griffin okay. of the Detroit Pistons. Mm. Blake Griffin and Nurk? I mean, who, how are you getting Blake Griffin? I Does don't, it say that? I, well, Does I he mean, bother to tell us how? Or? No, they just it's just naming names. That's what that's what that's great. No, I love do. it. Uh, if you keep Nurk on that team, the backcourt of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Well, that's it. You've got the backcourt figured out, right. so you have to get some star power. And and you know, I think a lot of teams are going to try this whole Warriors route of just getting as much talent as you can in that starting lineup and just forgetting Figuring depth. It out. Trying to figure it out. Okay, that was interesting. All right, next segment. All right, so the headline is NYPD uses Woody Harrelson picture to nab lookalike beer thief. And the headline really says it all. The The New York Police Department uh, saw some video footage of someone stealing beer, but the footage was too pixelated and produced no matches using their facial recognition technology. And so they fed the machine 
quality images of Woody Harrelson, <laughs> and it returned several possible. I guess they knew, that and they this, found it. They found him. I guess. I mean, I think. I guess they knew somehow that. I mean, but if the picture was too pixelated, how did they know he looked like Woody Harrelson? See, you're the defense attorney. This is all very strange to me, and it has a basketball connection too. The New York Police Department also used a photo of a New York Knicks player to search its database for a man wanted for a Brooklyn assault. Do you know what this reminds me of? I don't know how long ago it was. I forget how long. Maybe it was a year ago or something like that. Do you remember when a video went viral on Twitter of a guy walking out of a grocery store with beer and he looked exactly like David Schwimmer? And then so David Schwimmer responded with his own video walking exactly like that guy. How funny is that, man? We have more than just one celebrity lookalike stealing beer. It's amazing. And yeah, maybe they took a cue from that and said, hey, if we do this, I just want to know what New York Knicks player it is. I really hope it's Luke Cornett. So <laughs> I really I'll, hope they fe- they fed Luke Cornett's picture into a database uh, to find a criminal. Next play is for Woody Harrelson to do a David Schwimmer and maybe have some of his own play on this out in the Twitter sphere. I tell you right now, Luke Cornett should be wanted for stealing a game against the Charlotte Hornets last season. Unbelievable. I forgot all about that. Luke I, Hornet killer. I, for, I forgot all about that. Do we have I any didn't. other headlines? or Traumatizing. Is that Do we have any more or is that going to be it for us today? I think that's it. Is that it? <laughs> We've embarrassed ourselves enough. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to go for more. That's fine. I got we, some Brexit headlines if you're interested. No, I'm not. Nope. You've right. ruined it. You've ruined the mood. We appreciate you joining us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked On Hornets on the new Himalaya podcast app. Doug, tried to get me with Locked On Bucks. This is going to be a reoccurring theme every single show. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and the new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Whoa, kid and stowaway survive 400 miles inside a steel column.